0: The horizon is nothing but scorched desert. You're out of supplies and your miserable rogue just snatched the last dregs of your water. Worry not though, because by following these few tips you can brave the endless blasted expanse like trained survivalists rather than letting your bones become scraped clean by the desolate wind. When I talk about a wasteland campaign, I'm talking about something more than just the temperature or the landscape. Wastelands can come in a lot of forms, from deserts, magical hellscapes, post-apocalyptic barrens, Dayton, Ohio. Wastelands are incredibly useful for DMs for a particular kind of gameplay style. You'll find that DMs use deserts and other dangerous wildernesses in adventures that at least start out without a major questline. They crop up a lot when you're expected to explore and find your own story. There's a lot of reasons for this, but mainly it allows your DM to throw anything they come up with just right at you. Wastelands can have literally anything waiting for you around the next sand dune. There's no oversight or governing body, no protection from the elements, and no expectation for help to arrive. Your DM can throw out a temple to an evil god, whatever monster of the week they stumbled across, or magic items that they decided that you should have that miraculously appear in the next ruin. You have the imperative to keep moving forward due to the inherent danger of the area, and your DM doesn't even have to weave some grand plot into it to keep you moving. Admittedly, all of this is just things that are convenient to your DM, but what does this do for the player? Well, depending on a few factors, it can mean quite a lot. Besides the push to move forward, you'll likely have supplies and survivalist factors to consider, especially if you're playing in a post-apocalyptic wasteland like Dark Sun or a modern setting. Not every Wasteland campaign will deal with survival and supplies. It can be a chore in some systems, but if your DM announces your next campaign is in the desert or a wasteland, you're likely going to be keeping track of some supplies. Now, in most scenarios, it's very unlikely that your DM is just going to starve you to death. A mysterious oasis or a delicious monster to fight that can be cooked over an open fire might be waiting for you. Really though, tracking supplies is just a very natural way for the DM to keep the adventure party moving along. What's very likely to happen, though, is that you'll start out getting some penalties if you run out of water or, you know, radiation cream or whatever it is your campaign is set in. And if you're playing D&D 5E, you're in luck because while you need to keep track of some food and water, everything boils down to one condition, exhaustion. If an already exhausted creature suffers another effect that causes exhaustion, its current level of exhaustion increases by the amount specified in the effects description. A creature suffers the effect of its current level of exhaustion, as well as all lower effects. For example, a creature suffering level 2 exhaustion has its speed halved and has disadvantage on ability checks. An effect that removes exhaustion reduces its level as specified in the effects description, with all exhaustion effects ending if a creature's exhaustion level is reduced below 1. Finishing a long rest reduces a creature's exhaustion by one level, provided that the creature has also ingested some food and drink. Now, honestly, in most campaigns, exhaustion never really comes up. It gets used as an effect by some monsters, and some abilities can give you levels of exhaustion if you're not careful. But in a Wasteland adventure, there's a good chance your DM is going to be hitting you with a lot of exhaustion, or at very least, a lot of chances to become exhausted. And if your DM is really trying to make this difficult for you, they will hit you with a lot of situations that make keeping your food and water eh, difficult. And the other thing that can definitely come your way... Is extreme weather. A character needs one pound of food per day and can make food last longer by subsisting on half rations. Eating half a pound of food a day accounts as half a day without food. A character can go without food for a number of days equal to three plus his or her constitution modifier, minimum of one. At the end of each day beyond that limit a character automatically suffers one level of exhaustion. A normal day of eating resets the count of days without food to zero. In a similar, streamlined way, a character also needs one gallon of water per day, or two gallons per day if the weather is hot. A character who drinks only half that much water must succeed on a DC 15 Constitution saving throw, or suffer one level of exhaustion at the end of the day. A character with access to even less water automatically suffers one level of exhaustion at the end of the day. If the character already has one or more levels of exhaustion, the character takes two levels in either case. Whenever the temperature is at or below zero degrees Fahrenheit, a creature exposed to the cold must succeed on a DC-10 Constitution saving throw at the end of each hour or gain one level of exhaustion. Creatures with resistance or immunity to cold damage automatically succeed in the saving throw, as do creatures wearing cold weather gear. This also goes for creatures that are naturally adapted to cold climates. When the temperature is at or above 100 degrees Fahrenheit, a creature exposed to the heat and without access to drinkable water must succeed in a constitution saving throw at the end of each hour or gain one level of exhaustion. The DC is five for the first hour increases by one for each additional hour. Creatures wearing medium or heavy armor or who are clad in heavy clothing have disadvantage on the saving throw. Creatures with resistance or immunity to fire damage automatically succeed on the saving throw as do creatures naturally adapted to hot climates. Exhaustion ends in death, and is one of the literal hardest conditions to remove in 5e, and it feels... very intentional. The only raw ways to remove levels of exhaustion are a very rare potion, a single 5th level spell, greater restoration, or just naturally resting it off with a long rest. Not to mention that both options you can use reliably, long rests and the spell, only remove one level. You're best off making sure you don't gain these levels of exhaustion in the first place. So let's go through some of the best bets of staving off exhaustion by the source. With food, it's surprisingly easy to solve so long as you just have a druid or a ranger in the party. The spell Good Berry is so good in wasteland campaigns it's essentially broken. It's a first level spell that creates 10 little magic berries and anybody who eats one of those berries is magically full and sustained for the entire day. This completely solves the food problem in any survival scenario in exchange for one measly first level spell slot. If your DM does away with the spell or if you just find yourself without it, your best bet is going to be hunting down some grub. So try making some survival rolls in order to hunt down some giant scorpions or perhaps something more appetizing and sustaining. When water is scarce, it's always going to be a number one priority and it's also heavy. So if your DM is keeping track of water, they're likely keeping track of weight as well. You've got a pretty amazing cheat if your party has a cleric or a druid in the spell Create or Destroy Water. With that, you'll get 10 gallons of water, even more at higher levels, for the paltry cost of one first level spell slot. More than enough to quench the thirst of a normal party. Beyond that, you're essentially down to rare magic items or using some wisdom, survival checks rather, to desperately try and find some water. And to give another DM tip really quick, DMs you should definitely have some NPCs tagging along that they are obligated to keep alive if you're really trying to ramp up this survival tension. Extreme cold is surprisingly easy to avoid in 5e. All it takes is some cold weather gear and you'll note you should be able to wear it over your armor as well. Sneakily, you can also resist the cold if you are literally resistant to the cold, meaning spells like protection from energy, cold mode will save your skin at least for an hour. Beyond that, simply being a triton or a goliath makes you immune right off the bat. All of this is worth considering if you know Icy Tundra lies ahead in your next game. Bringing our old friend water into the equation, DMs might also be a great way to complicate things for your players. Extreme heat is much harder to deal with in 5e than cold. The DCs to resist it regularly increase and it stacks on top of dehydration. Sadly, most of your best options are just to not run out of your now doubled water requirements. If that's not an option, then protection from energy, fire mode, is a good stopgap. Beyond that, the best option is to just play a race that has resistance to fire. Tieflings, red or brass dragonborn, fire breath and all that, and fire genasi can all stroll through the desert unscathed. I really love doing things like survival campaigns and post-apocalyptic campaigns, so if you guys would like to see another video kind of more focused on the narrative possibilities and other things you can do with that, I mean, we didn't even get into the kinds of creatures that can be found in... Psylops. silops, Psy- Not a- t- Psylops. Like and subscribe. silops. Psy-